Hello and welcome to These Are the Days of Our Podcast. I'm Jen. And I'm Lisa. And today we're celebrating the first ever Henley Royal Regatta, which was rowed on March 26th, 1839. Woo! Woo! Rowing! Tell me about your feelings or history with rowing. Well, as you know, I have a rower in my family. What? (gasps) I know. (laughs) Shocking. Like a pretty high level rower in which he was paid by the government to row for our country. So kind of a big deal. Pretty big deal. I guess. OMG. I guess. Whatever. He's still a little brat. (laughs) But... One of my favorite brothers also. My younger brother, Mark, Ron Weasley, as he's more affectionately known as, was a professional rower. And so I've been to a lot of rowing. I've talked a lot about rowing before. You've seen your little brother in a lot of spandex? Yeah. It's not the sport for sisters. That's my sole advice. Uncomfortable for sisters. Yeah. It's not... I mean... Everyone but him in spandex, I'll take. Because <laughs> it can be an attractive sport, but if you have those binoculars on and you're scanning the water and you're like, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh, oh, that's my brother. <laughs> my experience with rowing is in some ways more and in a lot of ways less than yours. I very briefly was part of the junior varsity rowing team at Queen's University. I joined up and was part of the Queen's rowing crew and would be on my bike in like five o'clock, six o'clock in the morning going out to rowing practices and very quickly realized that I do not have the desire to really commit. So it was a one season in the boat. I actually really liked it though. It's so lovely to be on the water. It was really nice, but I just don't have that level of athleticism. Like the natural athleticism is a little bit lacking. Yeah, (laughs) you need exceptionally long arms and legs. And I don't have either of those. Well, I I have both arms and legs, but neither are exceptionally long. Yeah, or exceptionally athletic. Or but. or that. So so I'm really glad I did it. It was really fun. I would love to just casually row just because I like water. I like being on the water and anything to do with water. But uh, I think rowing just requires too much commitment for a short-limbed lady like me. Lisa, can you tell me a little bit more about this famous rowing race that we are celebrating today? Yes. So the Henley Royal Regatta as one would have called it, then and now, in 1839, um, is on the River Thames in Henley-on-the-Thames. There you go. Uh, It's a straight course length, which I'm sure they really appreciate, the, like, no turns. But it's a little different than other races, and it's, like, a knockout competition. So you're only ever racing against, like, two crews, and you race side by side, and one's the Bucks. It's on a... Buckinghamshire and the ones Burks, so 
Berkshire on the two sides of the course. And so you're either a buck or a burke. Yep, you're a buck or a burke. And statistically, the bucks win 59% of the time, but it's the same river. It's just what side of the river you're on. So you want to be a buck, basically. Yeah, you want to be a buck, apparently. The Henley Royal Regatta is part of the English social season, along with like the Royal Ascot the Chelsea Flower Show from like May to September. That is like when the social elite of Britain hold balls and dinners, attend fancy events. I didn't know that was still a thing. I thought it was just a thing from Downton Abbey or historical romance novels, but it's still part like this is still, there's still a social season. You know, you have to imagine if we had the inside scoop on what's happening next season in Bridgerton and that they're going to the Henley. It's possible. Or the Royal Ascot. It's possible. We have zero connections to Bridgerton, but that might be where they go. I mean, we could know. They're also based on books, so you probably just <laughs> read them. <laughs> Rowing as a sport is first reference in our favorite time, which I'm going to make you guess. What's our favorite time? Medieval. Renaissance. Oh, no. No, ancient Egypt, like every good thing is mentioned. I am so sorry. So you have failed me on multiple things. Uh, so you just, you think about what you've done. <laughs> but basically they mention boat races. So that's like the, it's uh, the first reference to rowing as a sport and not a means of transportation. There's a mention of boat races on the River Nile. Back in good old England, there's also mention of boatsmen who would offer the taxi services across across the River Thames in about the 17th century. They had one of the first modern rowing competitions in which they would compete against each other uh, for monetary prizes that were put up by London's guilds. So that's pretty cool. It's always been in the Olympics, but it's the modern Olympics. But the first time a women participated wasn't until 1976 what in the montreal olympics that seems a little late but yeah this is the first time women competed in the olympics in railway in celebration of this historic henley race day we are interviewing someone who has rode in the henley asterisk the canadian henley but he won number one in canada I am so excited to introduce our pod pal. He has been described as one of the most recognizable faces in Canadian rowing. He has also been described as Ron Weasley by his sister, Weesa. It's Mark Henry. Welcome, Mark. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited. We've decided that I am going to conduct the interview today. Because the questions that Lisa wanted to ask of her little brother are, uh, what's it like to crab? What's it like to have crabs? <laughs> yeah, what's it like to be that, a ginger? The... I like rowing <laughs> and I like crabs and I hit a crab. I think that's a good idea. <laughs> We're going to start out and just hear a little bit about how young Mark got into rowing. I started rowing at the University of Guelph in 2008 uh i couldn't tell you what rowing was when i started the main reason i started was the girl i was dating at the time was a varsity soccer player and i figured i needed to kill time in the fall i was wandering around campus and at guelph we used to chalk campus to get people to sign up 
And what really hooked me was it said, <laughs> do you want a six pack? Try real. That's a good advertisement. So I unsuccessfully tried rowing at Queen's University. I was hooked in because they had the ERG machines outside of the university gym. And they were the most attractive men I had ever seen out just like rowing their hearts out. That's like so <laughs> weird because generally rowers are not attractive. Like you don't want to see them in spandex, particularly if they're your little brother. Yeah, I I would disagree on that. Rowers are are probably the fittest. So I wanted to ask you what the average day of a rower looks like. The average day of a rower is a little different depending on what level of rowing you're in. Right now, my average day of a rower is if I want to go rowing and the weather's nice, it sounds like a good idea. Um, when I was rowing for the Canadian national team, it was drastically different. It was basically the only thing I did. We rowed at seven o'clock in the morning. That usually lasted to about 9.30 and we had a second practice either on the water again or in the gym. And then depending on the day also had a third. Yeah, so that was the average average day. Uh, the week, Saturdays, we only ever had two practices and Sundays were hopefully off. Just but... a casual two practices on a Saturday. That's so easy, yeah. no, no big deal. When you're training at that level, what helps you get up and wake up and start training first thing in the morning? Like what motivates you to do something like that? There was a couple different things. When you're not motivated, having teammates obviously helps quite a bit. Knowing that you're going there to, to row with other people in a boat um, makes life a, lo a lot easier. You have to be a self-motivated person. Um, to do it. I think one of the best things that I found was you need something outside rowing. So if rowing is your life, then it gets hard because you only think of one thing. But I was lucky enough to to be offered a job. My job was in rowing, but it, it wasn't the same thing. So I at least had that to look forward to sometimes on the, the harder days. So having, having a job, um, a lot of people were still in school, so the schoolwork kind of kept them busy. Um, but we had, I had some teammates that only rode and, and their lives got a little miserable at times. That makes so much sense to me, not as an athlete, but as someone who spent a lot of time in school. If you only were working on your thesis or only working on your research, and that was your entire world, I think you lose your mind a little bit. So you do need to have something outside of that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, and, you know, for me, I work for a company that builds rowing boats, but it is, it just wasn't the same thing as rowing. So even though they seem so interconnected, they are very drastically different. What did you go to school for, Mark? <laughs> so I went to the University of Guelph originally on a turf grass management diploma program. Oh my in goodness. That's which amazing. After two years, I continued to go back to school in which I can only tell my family was a degree in rowing. Yep. hundred uh, percent no. accurate. I have a follow-up question. How good is your grass right now? Well, spring is very much around the corner and I was a little worried about it. I looked at it and I was like, ooh, it didn't survive so well. And then I looked at all my neighbor's lawns and I'm about 80% better off than they are. And uh, it hasn't even started growing yet. So it is going to be perfect. 
So that degree has really paid off. They've both paid off. You like you have you have a rowing degree in which you work for a boat company and you have a turf grass management degree, which lets you have a beautiful lawn. <laughs> what would you say is your proudest moment in your rowing career so far? There's a couple things that I'm really proud of. Um, my my first Canadian Henley win was was a big one. It's not like English Henley, but we stole the name and that's fine. Um, the first time I made a national team was great. The top two for me would be, I had the opportunity to row on the national team a couple times, but in 2015, I got a race for Team Canada at the Pan American Games that were in Toronto. I had some fans. Yeah, Jen and I were there. there. No big deal. Um, we had signs. Yep. We had fans. signs. I had a cape. It was really exciting. That is up there. And the the reason for me that's up there was because I'd rowed on the national team before, but I'd never had the chance to row for my country at home. We didn't do as well as we had hoped, but with probably 750 meters to go, so just under half the race distance, I could hear Canadians cheering for me. So almost a kilometer away, I could hear the the couple thousand people in the grandstand yelling Canada, which was mind blowing for me. You do have some very loud fans. Yeah. First of all, Lisa Henry. Second of all, Jennifer Dagshorn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that's that's up there. Yeah. There is actually a video out there that of me screaming, <laughs> You're my favorite brother. So Yeah. It's it's official. The other one's pet. <laughs> Until he comes on the podcast. Kidding. Just kidding. What would you say is the country that has the best rowing team? It's not an easy answer because the systems for, for national team rowing throughout the world are pretty drastically different. And there isn't, I wouldn't say there is a team anymore that just outright dominates rowing. You know, the U.S. heavyweight women have won the last four or five Olympic medals in the eight. They would dominate that section of the sport. Uh, there was a... a men's pair from New Zealand that also dominated for six plus races straight. They never lost. Um, but there's countries that have, have, you know, positive and negative to them um, in the way they approach it. And I don't think there is a country that gets everything right. So it, it is hard to answer. But the I guess the biggest rowing nations, New Zealand, Australia, Great Britain are, are up there on the you know, Canada, U.S. are probably up there on the best rowing countries in the world. So all the colonies got it. Yeah. Where has been your favorite place to row? Favorite place to row was in um, Belgium in Hazywinkle. It was just the the coolest rowing course I had ever been to. It was in a, a very, very small town, secluded. We had to ride bikes there, which was fun. I... I've rode in other places and I don't know if I, I just didn't like them because the weather wasn't as nice. One of the, the, you know, Lucerne would be a place that I would love to row because it is, it is um, beautiful and, and same with Bled. The, there's a castle along the side oh, of the race course, which cool. is obviously makes life really cool. Mm -hmm. That, that sounds amazing. It sounds like you have already got to go some really cool places oh, for yeah. rowing, which is, you know, six pack, getting a cookie for doing an extra kilometer <laughs> and getting to go cool places. 
feel like that's a trifecta of wins already. So what some of your strengths are as an athlete and as a person? Rowing has taught me a lot of stuff. Um, It, I think the strengths I I took from being an athlete probably, I don't know if they're there because I was like this as a person or they've turned me into this. Lisa's going to disagree with this right off the bat, but I think being competitive is a strength. She'll tell you I'm over competitive. Uh, (laughs) So that would be one. I I was always pretty highly self-motivated and being an athlete just made that a little farther. And then something I learned over the years was just better communication. Um, That's, you know, I need it in my job now because I I sell rowing boats, but um, I learned that through rowing, I think. I would guess that before I had started rowing, my communication skills probably weren't so great. From our family? That is shocking. That's shocking news. Now that you told us what you're good at, what are your weaknesses, Ron Weasley? I would say... President's Choice Cookies. (laughs) President's Choice Cookies, (laughs) Mrs. Henry's Quesadillas. Um, uh, The other part of being competitive is sometimes I'm too stubborn. My sister's going to love that answer. Uh, that's, that's a Henry family trait though. So we can't get away from it. Yeah. I was going to say, I think that your sister may share some of that. (laughs) That's actually incorrect. That's factually incorrect. (laughs) Thank you. Official. So now you are also, so you're selling boats and you're also coaching. Um, so I wanted to touch on coaching a bit and ask you also, what you like better, being an athlete or being a coach? Now I like being a coach better. It's a lot, um, not less work, but a lot less physical work. Um, <laughs> a little bit more mental, but a lot less physical. Um, I, I loved being an athlete. I, I think I had some great coaches uh, when I started rowing and I saw how much effort they put into me when I was an athlete that I felt the need to definitely pay back the rowing community in the same way. So I've been coaching more than I've been rowing for the last four years. And I I've had the joy of coaching a lot of young women that just happens to be the demographic around the rowing club right now. And which has been really good. I, I've learned a lot from them and it's been a lot of fun. You have to coach them differently. Not that that's a good or a bad thing. It just um, you learn a lot more about yourself and and how to interact with people when you're coaching young women than you do young men. It's actually perfect because when you have your six children, statistically, one of them's going to be a girl. So like this experience is excellent. And then you'll be able to fill a boat. Yeah. Just yeah. So you could get you could get a race going. So it's like you and Kristen in one boat, and then the six children in the other boat. So you can have like a two men. Scholar sweep. We don't judge. We don't judge either way. And uh, get a little race going. And then I'll be the official at the end. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, not having six children, I hope. Well, they're um, going to be spending summers in England, so it's fine. Which is yeah. apparently a very good rowing nation, <laughs> yes. so we won't let you down. Yeah. Well, it's hard to not be a good rowing nation when you have a river running right through the largest city. It's true, but so. it's pretty gross. I wouldn't want to go in there. Apparently, it's less gross than it used to be, but still questionably uh, maybe not the best place to go for a dip. 
what would your advice be for someone that wants to get into rowing? I would always suggest people to try it. It's definitely not a sport for, for everyone. Like, like all sports, some people are going to love it and some people just aren't going to, aren't going to see the joy in it. It's the bonus to rowing. It's a low impact sport. So, you know, you're typically, you don't have to have very good knees and all that kind of stuff. So you weren't a gymnast having to retire at 30 with double hip replacements and knee replacements. No. And then that is, I guess, the other bonus to rowing is I coach someone right now who's is into his seven. I know people rowing and I know people rowing into their eighties. So it is kind of cool in that aspect, but, um, it, you know, it, the nice thing about rowing is you don't have to, it's not something you had to learn when you were 10 because you wouldn't be any good at it. If you picked it up when you were 50, I know people going into the sport when they're 50 and, and win masters races because they, they pick it up and they like it and they keep trying it. Is it true that rowing is like one of the most physically demanding sports? It's like in the, out of the sports for like say summer and winter, winter Olympics, summer is rowing and winter is cross country skiing. Rowing, it's highly physically demanding, mentally demanding and technical. So obviously if you just want to row for fun, you don't have to have the highly physical demanding part of it, but there is a lot of technical aspects to rowing. The mental aspect tends to only show up in racing and a lot more in high performance rowing than it does in in typical rowing. But it is it's a full body sport. You use, you know, your legs, your glutes, your back, your arms on the drive sequence of the the rowing stroke, and then you have to go back the other direction. Not that you're using a lot of energy, but you do use energy. It's the hardest sport I've ever played, but it is a very different different sport because it's a power endurance and it's a very short period of time that you're almost at maximum for the whole thing. So if it's so physically demanding, is there a lot of issues with drugs in the rowing world? I don't think there is. I would say that probably because it's not a professional sport and it's an amateur sport. So if you're not getting paid, the likelihood of cheating is a lot less. When there's millions and millions of dollars on the line, mm -hmm. like there is in professional cycling and soccer, American football, hockey, baseball, there's a reason, potentially a reason to cheat. I'm not saying that people should, but we've seen in the Tour de France, there was a long history of people doping to be the best. And I don't right. think it was one person. I think it was all of them. But rowing, I, I, I've never really heard of people a lot of people getting caught with stuff that they blatantly knew they were they were cheating there's been you know people caught for taking sudafed because they had a cold and they just took it too close to the race and it wasn't out of their system things like that oh the highly sought after drug sudafed yeah got it okay so i have a few last questions really important ones first off who is the better rower, you or your wife? We want statistically. There's no opinions here. <sighs> no, no, this is this is all opinions. Kristen has had the chance to row um, for the national team longer than I have. She's won World Cup, one point, Kristen, and World Championship medals. So, oh, two points, Kristen. That would definitely put her in front. Um, 
I've won more national championships than my wife has. That's one point mark. And then when she was rowing at a competitive level and I had retired, I still managed to beat them in a pair in my single um, when they were training full full time. So I'm going to give myself the point on that one. I'm not really going to give you the point. Yeah. I'll give you half a point. So she's still up two to 1.5. Yeah. So uh, she's probably a better rower than I am. But now we're apples to apples and I'm faster. So I guess it's Well, me. she is like carrying a child. Yep. So she's not, her priority is not rowing. No, it's not. And beating her husband. So no, let's no. focus on, her, on the little Henry babe. Her, That's top priority. Her priority is always to be beat me at whatever we do that's so. fine so the the little henry is going to come by competitiveness very naturally yes <laughs> oh yeah baby mcbaby face is gonna have like it gonna be yeah. into so many sports i i think uh i i've always said you know if my kid wants to row for sure but i'd like them to participate in a sport that maybe makes money and not loses it um Oh yeah, let's do golf. like we need tennis, cycling, we need golf. <laughs> yeah, we're this the Henry Babe needs to get into those sports. I mean the they whoever it is is going to have to support their aunt and <laughs> uncle. So if I'm not having children, they're now in charge, so I need them to make a lot of money. Yeah. And also I would really like to be able to show up and very loudly cheer for them eventually, you know, in their golf or tennis games <laughs> <laughs> yeah so this is another very important question would you consider yourself the most athletic henry <laughs> uh yes and the only reason i say yes now uh so my lovely sister will tell you that she's more athletic than me because she once ran a marathon <laughs> uh not once a couple well, like, times more than once bro yeah, more than once. I, I've yet to run a marathon. I'm not sure I'll ever do. Uh, the only reason I will ever run a marathon is so she can't hold that over my head anymore. Mm -hmm. um, That's a good reason to do anything. My my brother is definitely stronger than I, I am now. Uh, when I was on the national team, we were probably the same strength. But what really put it over the top for me is uh, one of our really good family friends, uh, Scott Barberson, when we were growing up, he used to beat me up. He was my, basically my second brother. And when I started making the national teams and rowing for the national team, uh, Scott used to tell all Matt's friends that I was on the national team. So they would call Matt and say, Oh, your, your brother's a better athlete than you now. And they just, so that happened for years. Uh, so once I got the validation of all of my brother's older friends, I knew I was better than him. <laughs> oh yeah definitely and you of course have that printed on yeah, a t-shirt yeah. now like you will yeah yeah obviously well i guess obviously. also you do you can say you were legitimately on a national team as an athlete so i feel like that gives you a point in that category but matt will tell you otherwise because when i was on the team he decided that the pinnacle of athleticism was the 100 meter dash yeah and, how many 100 meter dashes have you guys done uh too and many. how many times do you win mark uh, how many times I've, do you win i've won one um <laughs> but the first one i lost matt cheated and so we re-ran it and then he started laughing halfway through because he was in front of me and i wasn't going to catch him 
He will yeah, never that's run. That actually sounds very accurate. He'll never run 110 meters, 120 <laughs> no, no. meters. The 100 meter is his limit. Um, that's all right. That's a strong answer. Okay, so the last real question is what's next for you and rowing and your career? Yeah, so I'm going to keep working for the the boat builder I work for, our fluid design, which is really exciting. We're moving out west in, well, I'm moving out west in June. Um, I'm going to definitely keep rowing. British Columbia has a, a pretty large rowing community. And um, when the water doesn't freeze during the winter, it means you can row all year round, which is, is a bonus. I still would love to keep coaching. So I'm going to keep working on that and try to try to work my way into coaching a university program because I, I do find that age of athlete the most enjoyable. That's the near future plan for rowing. Okay. Now I'm turning it back over to sister Lisa because uh, she has some rapid fire questions to ask you. Some random facts. These are rapid fire questions, so you can't think. Okay. You just have to answer. What sport do you think you would be pro at? Cycling. What's a thing that always makes you laugh? My wife. What is your favorite day of the year to celebrate? My birthday, not Lisa's birthday. <laughs> what was your original email address, address or screen name for MSN Messenger? Uh, I think it was just Mr. Henry, like not uh, Mr. Henry, because my middle name is Russell. So Mr. Henry. What song do you always sing along to? Oh, any song by Gordon Lightfoot. What is the first thing you would do if you met your clone? Go rowing in a double. <laughs> what is the best gift you have ever given or received? Uh, the one of the best gifts I've ever received is I don't know if it was. Mom, someone made me a shadow box with my first national team uni. That was your mother, in it, obviously. As a as a memento from um, my time racing. What superpower would you have? To read minds. Oh, good one. Okay, so now we're doing a very quick this or that. Okay. Tea or coffee? Coffee. What's worse, laundry or dishes? Dishes. Early bird or night owl? 100% early bird. <laughs> well, you did have to wake up at the crack of dawn for ages, so that yes. makes sense. And he still does. <laughs> Thunder or lightning? Lightning. Extra finger or extra toe? Oh, extra finger. That'd be probably helpful at some times. <laughs> Magic carpet or personal robot? Magic carpet, because you could fly around. Uh, worst player on a team that always wins or best player on a team that always loses? Oh, you always want to be the slowest person in a rowing boat. So you want to be the worst player on a team that always wins. Why do you want to be the slowest in a rowing boat? Because if you're the slowest person in a rowing boat, it means that other people around you are going to make you better and you're going to go faster than you should rather than being the best person and then getting angry at potentially the slower people in the rowing boat. Oh, interesting. Directly from an athlete, we know now. You Now, you have to be fast enough to make that, yeah. right? You don't want to be so slow you don't make that boat. You just want to be the slowest person in the boat. Being a wizard or a ninja? Well, my name's Ron Weasley, so I have to be a wizard. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's another of the this or that, uh, Gryffindor or Ravenclaw. Well, I'm a Gryffindor. I went to Guelph. Obviously. And yeah. You're Henry. And, uh, so we're all Gryffindors. Yep. Mm -hmm. Having your head the size of a watermelon or the size of a tennis ball? Oh. Uh, 
These are the real, these are the real thinkers. Probably a watermelon. It means you would have a bigger brain, right? <laughs> uh, possible. Or you just have a brain floating yeah. around in a lot of space. With so. the potential I to feel like a tennis ball is just a little too small. Like you'd look like Arnold, yeah. right? Arnold, the guy, the, the cartoon character with the football head. Yeah. Yeah. When you travel, do you prefer a relaxed or an action-packed vacation? Oh, action-packed. Yeah. I am the the least the least stable person at sitting by myself. Yeah. I mean, you are you are a Leto. It is in our yeah. genes. We cannot relax. Yeah. Window or aisle? Window. Savor or sweet? Sweet. Waffles or pancakes? Pancakes with chocolate chips. <laughs> Made by, mm. by your wife, delivered to you at the table. Yeah. Those are all of our questions. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Mark. No, thank you. Okay. Bye. 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 Not everyone can celebrate by rowing some lengths on the Thames. So if you want other things to celebrate, you can also celebrate International Waffle Day which is celebrated on March 25th, which does not win in Mark Henry's book for Pancake versus Waffle. But I am a strong advocate for the waffles dominance of the breakfast carb table. So really would like to celebrate Waffle Day. Unfortunately, do not have access to a waffle maker and everything is still closed from COVID. So I might actually have to sacrilegiously have pancakes on waffle day oh the shame the shame uh we also just missed international day of forests and world poetry day which were celebrated on march 21st so you can post hoc go prance around in a forest repeating your favorite poetry on march 23rd we also celebrate the installation of the first elevator so lots of exciting things happening this time of year. Lots of things to celebrate. Rowing, elevators, poetry, and waffles. Some famous birthdays on March 26th. We have Guccio Gucci, founder of Gucci. Tennessee Williams, born. Sandra Day O'Connor, the first woman associate justice of the Supreme Court of the United States. Uh, Nancy Pelosi, the current Speaker of the U.S. House of Representatives. Richard Dawkins, very famous British atheist. Diana Ross, American singer and actress. Steven Tyler from Aerosmith. Martin Short, Canadian comedian. And Robert Frost of many poems, but probably the most famous from your elementary school days, the road not taken. Well, that's it. Yeah, probably got to go row. Got to go rowing. Yeah, can't talk anymore. Got to go rowing. Bye, Lisa. Bye. These are the days, my friends. The hourglass and descends. Let's sing and dance and make a bunch of noise. So let the fun ensue and learn a thing or two. These are the days. Oh, yes, these are the days.